A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent using a dead relative's name in a disgusting way. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Parents versus five-year boyfriend. Where to begin? My parents are very hardworking immigrants who run a successful family business. I have no complaints about my upbringing, except for the lack of parental guidance or real advice. Being taught how to lie to please people, and being expected to become a big shot successful lawyer one day. Third year of my university, I was supposed to be studying for my LSATs, law school test requirement, and applying to law schools. Instead, I found myself focusing all my efforts on working full-time, jobs I enjoyed, and studying full-time, which led to a low-key cocaine addiction. In around this time, I met my boyfriend who got me back to a healthier place. We fell in love pretty darn hard. This is the first boyfriend-parent issue that arises. My parents believe that my boyfriend's holding me back from pursuing law school, even though I've repeatedly told them that I'm not the kind of person to pursue a legal career as cool as it would be. Anyhow, shortly after meeting my boyfriend, he moves in with me and we become inseparable. He didn't finish his university degree because he joined the military, but then decided to finish his degree while I finished mine. The first Christmas of me meeting my boyfriend, his parents offered to fly me to the UK where they were living for the holidays. My mother, a traditional woman, was furious with the fact that I would dare spend a Christmas away from home. I went on the trip anyways, but my mother never let it go. It was an amazing trip and I met incredible people. My parents should have been happy for me. I also found out another reason why my mother doesn't like my boyfriend. Early on when I brought him home, we were playing cards with my brother and mother and apparently my boyfriend was too competitive and aggressive playing freaking cards. They still hold it against him. My traditional parents definitely don't appreciate the fact that since we've met, we've basically spent all our time living together prior to getting married. But whatever, it happened. I probably should have just gotten married back then, five years ago when I first met my boyfriend. Anyways, my boyfriend and I graduate, end up working in the political field, life is great. COVID hits, and my boyfriend and I are literally living in a studio apartment together, working from home, under curfews and roadblocks. For two years we lived like that and fought only once, my fault. We're a bad to the bones couple. Imagine a less violent Bonnie and Clyde. The final straw for my dad. So I bring my boyfriend home a few years back. My boyfriend collects bullion, like the precious metals kind, and I asked him to bring home this one silver bar to show my dad. After a few drinks, my dad decided to test my boyfriend and ask my boyfriend to sell his silver bar to my dad for a cheaper price. My boyfriend, who's a proud and honest man, said, we'll see, after I pressured him. We found out the bar is sold out and my boyfriend then told my dad that no, he won't sell it. And my dad lost it, saying he's not a man of his word, blah blah blah. For the record, my dad is entitled. He has five times the amount of bullion we have. Since then, my boyfriend hasn't visited home. My mom's seen him at my graduation and whatnot, 
but even then she just talks crap about his appearance, which I love about him, or because he doesn't work a 9 to 5 job. To make up for not going to law school, I went and got my master's degree online in a one year program. My boyfriend and I left the studio apartment and working in politics. We moved into a remote area with a lovely log home. We're now trying to make our own homestead. We're completely immersing ourselves in the community, making friends with everyone and even getting involved in local organizations. Got two dogs and a cat, living our new lives. Here's my parents' perspective of my new life. She's now stopped going down the path in life we want her to go down and is now living in a log cabin in the woods and is just going to be a housewife. The truth is, yes, I am now 26 years old, my boyfriend is 29, and we want to get engaged and have children as soon as we can. We've been together over five and a half years, have done and shared everything together, but I'm being held back by my parents. My parents don't know I feel this way because I know that they would freak out. My dad said the other day on the phone that women who get pregnant at 25 mess up their entire lives. That's when I said, isn't that when mom had me? My parents wanted me to pursue a career. I've worked in my field already. I realized that I want to live a different kind of life. A simpler, healthier, and entrepreneurial one. My brothers told me recently that he's had a conversation with my dad about my relationship with my boyfriend. According to my dad, if I get married to my boyfriend, then my dad will remove me from his will and won't attend my wedding, which is so sad because, for some reason, I could never imagine him walking me down the aisle anyways. For the last year, my dad's practically been begging me to move home because there's more opportunities there with our family name and reputation, which is true, but I can't spend more than two weeks at home at at a time around him. And there's a lot of other stuff that just doesn't attract me to moving back home. Anyways, long story short, my parents have pretty much made it clear that they have no intentions of coming around on my boyfriend. Friends tell me that it's my parents who are putting me in the position where they want me to choose, not me. Like some of you may be able to relate to, I feel like I owe them. I feel like I have a duty to give back to them. This is a part of my family's culture, even though my dad's family screwed him over before. My mother always said, I gave everything I have for you, which is true as an immigrant who felt like she had to marry a man 15 years older than her who doesn't show her any affection. I know the times back then would have been hard for her, but the times we're living through now and for the next 15 years won't be easy either. The last few years were pretty rough. I'd rather live through the 50s to 80s than have been born in the 90s. So now I'm living where I am. I do have limited work opportunities, but I can work remotely, somewhere locally, and on the homestead making my own entrepreneurial business. I'm just so distant from my parents now. If my parents ever visited my new home, they would look down on me because they cherish their Turkish marble floors and I have painted plywood floors. Great for cleaning and dogs. One last note, my parents should feel good knowing that their daughter's with a veteran who can protect her and bought her a home and has never left her side. But what do I know? Maybe I'm wrong? Help me confirm the ugly truth, that my parents are the ones putting me in this position. So it's their decision, not mine. If this is how they want to be, and if this is the kind of people they are, then I don't want to be around that anyways. I need to stop letting them hold me back. I literally get anxious every two days because if I don't call home, I know they'll call for a report on what I've been up to. Help, I'll literally answer any questions. 
Sorry for being all over the place. My head hurts thinking about any of it. It's been years now that I've had to live between this all. I thought maybe my parents would have come around by now. Do I continue with this life without my parents or listen to my parents and start fresh back home and probably live with insane regret? I'd rather live a humble life with my boyfriend and chickens than a workaholic husband who's probably unfaithful. Okay, stopping the thought train now. Thank you in advance. I'm definitely not some old sage, but as I continue to get older, and God knows to me it feels like it's going way too fast, more and more I keep thinking you only have one go around. As long as the things you're doing are not illegal or directly harming somebody else and your parents saying, oh, this is emotionally hurting us, I can't believe you do this, doesn't count. I say live your life and do what you want to do and try to achieve what you want to achieve. I have side hobbies and goals that I pour a lot of love and time into. Even if they don't work out or become some smash hit, I know I'll have had a lot of fun in my life just working on that. It's what I want to do. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting your fill of these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, Entitled Parent says my Xmas gift is for the family and not for me. This started way back in 2007, so not everything will be exact, but I'll keep it as close as possible. Picture this, Christmas Day, cold enough to snow but didn't, two kids, 8th grade and 10th grade, and two elderly adults. My adoptive mom is my grandpa's sister, so rather old, and my stepdad's only a few years younger than her. We're all taking turns opening presents. We get to the last box that was sent from our brother who's much older and lives in another state. The gifts get passed around and I get this small box. I wasn't mad about that at all. I wasn't even expecting anything. I figured I was a sophomore in high school, so I shouldn't expect anything. Now, in my family, it's quite well known that I adore pigs. I have a huge collection of them. Keychains, plushies, earrings, socks, pillows, etc. You get the point. I don't remember what my parents or my little sister got, but I guarantee it cost more than my little gift. Despite that, I love the gift. It was a little silver pig Christmas ornament. Entitled Mother told me to hang it up on the tree. I didn't want to. I wanted to hang it up in my room. She said something along the lines of, It's an ornament meant for the family. You should hang it up so everyone can enjoy it. Heck no. I took it upstairs and put it in a drawer and went back down for the rest of my gifts. I thought that was the end of it. I went to the library the next day for a few hours and came home to the tree being taken down and the ornaments being put away. I thought nothing of it. It was normal to take the tree down before New Year's and any time after Christmas, so the 26th didn't raise any red flags. A few months passed and I go to rearrange my room. When it gets warmer, I would put my bed against the wall rather than under the window or I would be right in the sun. Plus, I like watching the rain in the colder months. I opened the drawer and my pig was gone. I asked little sister and she had no idea where it was. I asked entitled mother and she said she had no idea asked stepdad and again no idea i knew i hadn't moved it but i thought maybe i did and just didn't remember and i looked all over for it still couldn't find it i felt horrible for losing something my brother got me jump to christmas 2008 we're putting up the tree and right there in the back corner of one of the ornament boxes is my pig i pick it up and ask how it got there silence i asked entitled mother directly Why is my pig in the box of ornaments? I put it in my room last year. 
She said, that ornament isn't yours. That was for the family. What made you think it was yours? I said, uh, gee, maybe because it had my name on it. It was addressed to me from your son. You can ask him yourself. I told him that I lost it and that I felt horrible about it just last month. He had come for Thanksgiving. She said, he got you something else, don't you remember? I said, yeah, I know exactly what he got me. It was this, holding the pig. We have a whole back and forth and I take it upstairs and hide it somewhere else. Three days later, it was right back on the tree. I didn't even try to take it back again. I knew she would tear apart my room to locate it again. 2009, same thing, it's back on the tree. She says, see, I knew you would come to your senses. You know that was a gift for the family and not for you. You probably just lost whatever it was he gave you. I said, you are such a witch. You know that's my pig, yet you act like it belongs to you. I will get my pig back, just wait. Cue some back and forth and me getting grounded. Nothing new really, two weeks of no TV, no books, no art supplies, and no family meals. That last one wasn't a punishment for me, I like my solitude. Though a tip for parents who think taking away every coping mechanism for a child is a valid punishment, be very careful. Make sure you know your kid. I was in therapy at that time and was talking about my very, very dark thoughts and almost went crazy enough to act on them. Instead, I tried to focus on my job and even went in an hour early every day just to avoid family. On the last day of Christmas cleanup that year, I snuck into the closet and took my pig out. This was a very lucky thing as I wasn't there the next Christmas. I'd been kicked out. They told the family that I decided to leave, but that wasn't true. Two months prior, and was somewhat couch surfing at who I thought was a friend's place. Then... I get the call I was waiting for. Where's the ornament? You know, the pig one. Where is it? I said, are you freaking kidding me? You mean you lost it? That was my pig. It wasn't the family's ornament. It's mine and you're telling me you lost it? She says, I know you took it. Your sister told me you did. I said, right. She told you I took it. She didn't say crap because she's the one who packed it right alongside you. I wasn't involved in cleanup since I had to work, remember? She says, you took it. I know you did. You know your dad and I love seeing you and your sister so happy seeing it on the tree every year. Why would you destroy that joy for your sister? I said, are you drinking again? I know you only get like this when you're not sober. I've argued with you every year since I received that pig. It's never belonged to the family. It's mine. And now you're saying you lost it and you're trying to blame me? Really? Boop. She kept calling back. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Blew up my voicemail. I just didn't respond and turned my phone off. Truth is, I took it. I did. I don't regret it. It's mine and that's that. I keep it in my kitchen. I've even had entitled mother and stepdad over quite a few times and neither of them noticed. It's sitting right there at eye level on the little cubby hole, tic-tac-toe board thing in the somewhat open wall in my apartment. She's even asked me over the years if I remember the pig ornament. I have no problem telling her that it's mine and she needs to stop bringing it up. She's in her 70s now and hasn't asked for the last two years, so maybe she forgot about it now. 
I really only see them about twice a year at most. Sure, it's about a 45 minute drive, but they gripe and complain that I never visit them. Yeah, probably because I don't have a car and it's a three hour bus ride one way. I don't know if they're spry enough to make enough of a fit or try to steal it back from OP, but I definitely think at some point they need to reveal they've had it all these years. Just one more kick to them for trying to take your pig ornament. This next story is fix the hot tub or else. Backstory, I used to work for a large hotel chain at the front desk for a short time in college. I saw my fair share of entitled people, since many of them always wanted a free upgrade. On the particular day of this story, our hot tub was broken due to having an imbalance of chlorine. If you've never tried to get chemicals right in a hot tub, it's a nightmare. We had an automated system that could never do it quite right and I was constantly babysitting it. Story, at around 1pm a mom and her son, who had to be no older than 8, walk into the front desk. Check-in is normally at 3pm so she was very early. She strolls up to the counter and immediately sees the hot tub out of commission sign, and I could quickly see the scowl on her face. I said, hi ma'am, welcome to the hotel. How can I help? She says, is your hot tub really broken? I say, yes ma'am, my apologies. She says, ugh, that's ridiculous, why didn't you say that on your website? I said, I'm sorry ma'am, it just broke today and we don't normally post it online. She said, will it be fixed tomorrow? This is for my son's birthday party and you've already ruined it. I said, I have no idea, ma'am. Sorry. Also, the hot tub isn't recommended for children under 10. I figured it would make her mad, but my manager was pretty strict on no little kids in the hot tub for skincare reasons. Higher temperatures in a chlorinated tub can cause kids to get rashes easily. And we had to comp previous days for that very issue a few weeks back. The mom scoffs. My son loves hot tubs and this was his special treat on his ninth birthday. So fix the hot tub or else I'll need to leave. Said sorry ma'am. If you choose to leave, please let me know so I can cancel your room. She said actually, since I'm a rewards member, maybe you could make this up for me with a free upgrade. I said please hand me your license and credit card for incidentals. I pull up her room and note that not only was there no rewards under her name, but she had booked through Expedia. If you haven't worked at hotels, then you may not know that hotels booked through third-party websites are not treated as direct bookings. It's dumb, but not my policy. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. It looks like you booked through Expedia. And due to that, I can't upgrade you as you locked in your room type, even if you are a rewards member. My apologies. She says, ugh, what? I've stayed with this brand for years and this is how you reward me? said very sorry ma'am she says just give me the keys i'll talk to your manager later my son needs a nap said sorry ma'am your room's not ready yet she says can you do anything right your manager now my manager took her aside and talked to her for a while eventually my manager gave her an open room and she left i asked her my manager what she demanded and of course the lady wanted a free night by citing the guarantee of our hotel brand She told the lady that unfortunately the 100% guarantee was only for direct bookings, and if she wanted a free room, she needed to contact Expedia. She accepted the ready room, slightly smaller, so that she could call Expedia. I hate when parents try and hide behind their kids' birthdays for free stuff, and this mom was no exception. This next story is, my mom and stepdad think they're entitled to my money. 
I'm 26 now, living in a big city, but I was born in a town in the middle of Australia known for high crime rates. It once had the highest stabbing rate per capita in the world. I was born into a household where both my parents didn't work and we lived in public housing. When I was one, my dad got arrested and has basically never left jail since. My mother was born when I was two, but we didn't know the dad. When I was four, my mom met her soon-to-be husband who had a daughter who was my age. Her mother had cut contact with them. He was pretty rich, so we got to move out of the hood and into a nice house. But my stepdad and stepsister hated me and my brother. They would never let us do anything we liked because it was his money. When I turned 11, my mom got pregnant, and because there were only three bedrooms, me and my brother got kicked out. We were forced to live with our uncle who lived in an appalling conditions in public housing. He was an alcoholic and a drug dealer, but he always treated us well. We were close with his son who was three years older than me. We only saw our mom at Christmas and stepdad refused to let us in the house. When I was 15, uncle got arrested and the house quickly became a crack den. Part of his gang, if you could call them that, started taking drugs and sleeping on the floor. My cousin who was 18 got in a bad fight with one of them and had to go to the ICU. We asked mom to move back in, but she said stepdad wouldn't want it and that we were big boys who could take care of ourselves. We ended up having to live with my dad's sister who was in an abusive relationship and we slept on her floor. Uncle came back after a few months, but he was a changed man. He'd been recruited in jail and was now in a proper gang. When I finished school, I got a good scholarship to a uni in the city. When I came back at the end of my first year, my 16-year-old brother was involved. Mother and stepdad cut me off completely when I turned 18, and my brother when he turned 16. I got a very good job and have since made a serious amount of money. Last year, after a police shooting near my town, the unrest sparked and the gang wars have exploded. My uncle got arrested, my cousin was forced to flee, and I brought my brother over to stay with me and am paying for his tap. After mom and stepdad heard this, they invited us to family Christmas, which was dangerous for my ex-gang brother, but we went because we thought they wanted us to reconnect. We went and it was nice seeing my 15-year-old half-sister for the first time since she was 7, but then they demanded that I help pay for my stepsister's car and house, as well as buy my half-sister a car for her 16th birthday. They also had the audacity that I help pay for their retirement house on the beach for $5 million for all the things we've done for you. Me and my brother left, but mom has been blowing up my phone. Stepdad reckons because he let us live in his house until I was 11, we owe it to him. We're back at my house in the city. Then yesterday, just after I posted this on Am I the Jerk, my stepsister showed up demanding that I pay for a new car for her. She's been outside my house all night screaming. Honestly, I think I'm starting to like my dad more who spent my life in jail. Uh, not the jerk for honestly probably never talking to these people again. Our next story is... 50 years old and my in-laws told me we're a guest in their home. We've been married for 15 years and are around 50 years old. We were told that we are guests in their home and might not be invited back if we don't ask three times before sitting down if they need anything else. When we visit, we cook, clean, wait on them hand and foot. Meanwhile, they have a staff of house cleaners, lawn guys, and assorted other staff when we're not there. 
or when other siblings visit. We work full-time jobs and make good money, but when we take vacation time to visit, we're treated like hired help, not to mention that they hire people to clean before and after the siblings leave. We took two weeks vacation and they invited eight of their friends and expected us to cook, clean, do laundry, fix drinks and wait on them, then tell us we are guests. Why don't they expect the same of their other guests? Not only that, they complain if it's not done to their standards. They never ask, they demand. While I enjoy spending time with them and helping out, it's not fun to spend our vacation time being their hired help. It doesn't feel like vacation. If my spouse gets fed up and comes up with excuses not to visit, they throw money at him to try and buy him back. They dangle money as a carrot, and we ignore it. So they give big gifts, like homes, to the siblings and their kids as revenge. We don't have kids, we have dogs. The treatment of us versus the siblings is way skewed. How do we approach this narcissistic and unfair treatment? Honestly, it kind of sucks to cut them off because they have money and you probably want to have some kind of inheritance. But if you don't want to put up with their crappy behavior, I mean, cut them off. This next story is, my entitled grandma tried to use my dead uncle's name. This happened a long time ago and I'm still suffering the consequences. I hope this helps me to vent a little. My father's family consisted of my grandfather, a lazy drunk that wanted to be served all the time although he didn't bring any money, my entitled grandmother, suffered a lot but still entitled, my older aunt, the most popular girl in the town, very beautiful and loved by everyone, my dad, the scapegoat, and my younger aunt, the baby of the family. My uncle was very smart and got a lot of awards and won a lot of contests and scholarships. Meanwhile, my father was put aside in everything. He wasn't allowed extracurriculars because he needed to help, and he was even forced to change schools when the schedule didn't fit my grandparents. Nobody gave a darn about him, except my uncle. He pushed him to get his GED when he dropped from high school, and when the opportunity came, he paid for his tuition and rent at a college in another city. He even gifted him a car. My father has two degrees and a master's because of him. My uncle also paid for my younger aunt to go to the same college as my dad, and paid for the shotgun wedding of my older aunt. He even bought a house for my grandmother and helped her start her own restaurant. Everything was nice until my grandfather died in 1991 while being drunk. My uncle came out as gay and sadly had AIDS. My dad and younger aunt didn't know that because they were far away, but my older aunt and grandmother disowned him. They threw him from his own house and didn't help him at all. My father knew that my uncle was dying a month before his death. He dropped everything to be beside him. They even slept on the same bed when he was discharged from the hospital and was beside him when he died. So this is where the entitled part began. After my grandfather and uncle's death, my father became the man of the family, so my grandmother and aunts were expecting for him to provide for them, but my grandfather had a life in his city. He was dating my mother and they were planning to move together, so my father traveled back to speak to my mother and plan stuff. My father didn't use telephones, so he had to travel the 24 plus hours back and forth for like a year. My parents decided that they would get married and move to the city where my grandmother lived in order to help her. When my grandmother heard the news, she freaked out. He didn't want my father to have other responsibilities and asked why he wanted to get married. His response was, I love her and want to form a family. When he returned because he needed some documents, he found a baby. 
Startled, he asked my grandmother who he was. She answered that it was his baby. My older aunt bought a baby and one cousin that worked in the government faked the birth certificate. She made him the father of the baby and gave the baby my uncle's name, the one that she disowned. My father was livid, so he shouted that it wasn't his baby and that they needed to erase that certificate. It was a crime and they could go to jail. So my grandmother changed it, to it being her and my dead grandfather's son, still with my uncle's name. My father, still livid, demanded to at least put it under my aunt's parentage and to change its name because he'd like to use it if he had a baby one day. He knew my mother was pregnant already, so they created a third certificate with my aunt and his husband as parents and my uncle's artistic name. They got married on 1993, and a few months later, I was born with my uncle's name. Kind of funny, kind of sad. I resemble my uncle a lot. Some of his friends have commented that I could be his illegitimate child. And me and my cousin had a weird rivalry. He's got issues. After being raised by those family members, it doesn't really surprise me that OP's cousin has issues. I mean, this whole thing is crazy and also, bought a baby? Is that a thing in any part of the world? I guess with the certificates there were a few illegal things going on here, but let's not glance over how illegal the bought the baby part was. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.